Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. It is Tuesday, second day of the second week of the fourth quarter. Year seems to be floating by rather rapidly. Anyway, let's see what's going on. I have a couple of interesting queries, questions, thoughts, ideas, things that tend to keep me awake. No, not really. Anyway, I brought over seven positions from last week. General Motors, Kimberly Clark, and PPG did not fill at the prices that I wanted them to fill at. I have no idea. I was going by the market price. Okay, so let's find out why and let's progress forward. First on our list, alphabetically, is Ford. All right, so <clears throat> last 30 days for Mr. Ford. 30 days ago... As I was saying, 30 days ago, we're at 1240. Okay, 28 days ago, we're at 1291. From there, you had a little bit of profit taking, went sideways for about two weeks. And last week, she dropped to find a new bottom at 1169. Ford at 1169 just seems a little silly to me. So, of course, you know, I bought some. Um, well, we sold off our premium for the 12 and a halfs. Okay, so I'm into Ford at 12.63. I sold someone the right to buy it for me at 12.50. Let's see how that works. It could hit it, it could not. I don't know. Not a huge amount of money, but you know, it is what it is. Now, here's the one where I have the question General Motors. Okay, so the last 30 days for General Motors, we're looking at 33.27, 30 days ago. Our high is 34.60. Now, that was four weeks ago. From there, we went sideways for a bit. A little bit of profit-taking, sideways for a bit. Some more profit-taking, new bottom as of Thursday. That was 29.72. Now, remember, General Motors has like a 4474 book value. So you liquidate everything and you come up with 4474. So why isn't people why why isn't why isn't this on everyone's list or why aren't everybody buying it? Why isn't everyone? <clears throat> whatever the prof, <laughs> whatever the proper grammar is, it is what it is. General Motors is sitting at 30. 92 at this moment in time. So why doesn't everybody have General Motors in theirs? Because the book value is right up there. They pay their dividends and it's moving along nicely. All right, so let's take a look at GM, the numbers, because we're going to put another order in. Now, I'm into GM at 33.64. Now, the 33s are basically worthless, only four cents, the 32 and a half. Nope. But the 32 is three strikes out of the money. Okay, so let's do that. Now I got 1,600 shares, so let's do 1,600 shares. 
sell 16 GM 100s. Those are the weeklies, 13 October 23. That is this Friday. Okay, the 32 call at 17 cent limit order to open. Granted, it's only like 300 bucks, but hey, 300 bucks is 300 bucks. Kimberly Clark didn't fill yesterday also. So when you're setting, when you're trying to sell an option, <clears throat> if you're selling a limit order, there's always the possibility that you don't get filled. Market orders usually fill instantaneously because that's the market maker's job. As a market maker, your job, you are required to create the market. You buy what you uh, list it for and you sell what you list it for. And that's basically what your job is. But Kimberly Clark, uh, 30 days ago, was at a 30-day high at 128.68. A little bit of profit taking went sideways. Some more profit taking went sideways again. Found a new bottom, new 30-day bottom at 116.32. Okay, we gapped up. We didn't gap up, sorry. We closed up on Monday. So, uh, 18.57 was the close for yesterday. So let's take a quick look and find out what Kimberly Clark is offering for today. So three strikes out of the money is the 121. Now, we've got um, 400 shares, so it's all four contracts at the money, which is only 80 bucks. Okay, so it's 80 bucks. So we're gonna sell four at the money, at the, ooh, not at the money, sorry, three strikes out of the money, 20 cents a share. The 121s for this Friday. Okay. Next on the list is PPG Corporation. Oh, look at that. KNB sell for 40 cents. Okay. I can deal with that nicely. <clears throat> PPG. The last 30 days. We have a 30-day high, 137.18. Get your profit taken sideways for a bit. More profit taken sideways for a bit. Gap up. Here we go. The gap up last Wednesday from Tuesday's close at um, 128.64. She gaps up on Wednesday to 131.22. Okay, go sideways for a bit. Profit taken on Monday. Closes at uh, 128.76. Okay, so 128.76. I warranted this one at 150. Now that kind of hurt a little bit, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to get rid of it just because she's down a little bit. No, no, no. Okay, so we're at 120. Holy cow. This just doesn't seem quite right because I'm looking at the numbers here for PPG sitting at 129.77 at the moment and the numbers just aren't available. 
So I'm going to go with the 132s. Instrument PPG 100, 6 October. Yeah, no wonder why. Okay. <clears throat> the 132 is going for 40 cents a share. So let's give that a try. Now we get five of these. Okay, so let's sell off five. I'm going to sell five PPG 100s. Those are the weeklies, 13 October 23. That is this Friday. The 132 call at 40 cents a share limit order to open. All right, so let's see what happens. That's off the races. Also, um, Target, TGT. All right, so Target. Thirty days ago today, we're sitting at one twenty-four. Oh, PPG just filled for seventy cents a share. Oh, okay. We got a double high at one twenty-four ninety-six. Now that's four weeks ago. Now you get your profit taking, and this thing just drops and drops and drops. Finds a new bottom last Friday at one hundred two ninety-three. Now you know that I'm into Target at one thirty-five. This one hurts just a smidge. Okay, so I sold the 109s, giving somebody the right to buy it from me at 109. Am I going to let that happen? No, I just want to collect the premium. Now, I got a 62 cent premium, okay, um, which has now dropped to 47 cents. I really honestly don't care. I want it to drop to zero. I want it to expire worthless come Friday. Now, I'm continuing to do the target <clears throat> just for the fun of it. Let's take a look at the target. I'm going to put it into the trade grid, TGT. And then we're going to go back 30. No, 30 days is not far enough. Let's go back 130 days. And let's see. Okay, here we go. All right, so. Now, originally got Target back in July. Okay, so we bought Target for 134.06. Now, my cost price is, is 135, but why do I say 134? Well, I originally got into Target by selling a put, which means somebody paid me. 94 cents a share to buy Target from them at 135, thus making my purchase, my initial purchase, at 134.06. All right, needless to say. Now, um, 81 cents a share on the 7th of August. The 14th of August, I got a crazy $3.35 a share. Crazy. The 23rd, 5 cents a share. 24th, 88 cents a share. The, the 5th of September, 47. The 11th, 75. 66, 39, 54, and 62. These are all the premiums I've collected. Now, this does not count how many dividends I've collected. Now, as far as I know, I've only collected one dividend on Target, which is fine. I'm okay with that. One dividend in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 premiums. 
it's a hell of a lot better than just collecting the dividend, even though the dividend does increase every year and has continued to increase every year for over 50 years, because Target is just one of those companies that continually increase their payments to their shareholders so that everyone gets more and more money every year. But is it 10 or 11? Let me count again. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So 10 premiums. All right, so 10 premiums, one dividend. I'm pretty okay with it. And again, this year, sorry, not this year, <laughs> this week, even though Target's down to 105, I have no desire to get rid of it because it's giving me a constant cash flow. Now, how much do I have invested in Target? I get 53,000 invested in Target. All right, so let's quickly take a look at 62 cents a share. So 62 cents a share, I'm just gonna whip up my calculator here. 62 cents a share times a thousand. Okay, because I have a thousand shares. So that's a thousand little guys. And that comes to a grand total of $620. Now, $620 is what percentage of 53,000? By that, we take 620 and divide it by 53,075. Because it's actually $53,075 is my investment in Target. And it's giving me a 1.16% just this week. That's more than 1% for the week. That's 1.16% for the week. And you know what? I'm pretty much okay with that because that's my main goal. Regardless of the fact that I'm into it at 134.06, if you want to get technical, it's 135, but somebody paid me 94 cents to buy it from them at 135. So I'm into it at 135, okay, or 134.06, whatever you want to use. But I'm collecting 1.16% just this week. Now, last week, if we really got to do this, uh-oh, where are we? Oh, nope. I erased it all. Anyway, besides the point. Um, <clears throat> and I'm perfectly okay with that. USB is next on the list. USB. USB opened up a little bit higher today than it was yesterday. Um, so we had three up days in a row. That's happy. 30 days ago, we're sitting at 36.70. 28 days ago, we have a 30-day high. Okay, now you might want to know, might want to ask, why am I going 30 days back? Well, the last four weeks gives us a good indication of what the next four weeks might be. So we have a high of 37.37 30 days ago. Or 28 days ago, sorry. And then it's nothing but down with a, you know, a couple upticks here and there. But we seem to have found a new bottom at 3063. Now, U.S. Bank Corp. is um, on Warren Buffett's list. So I have a philosophy. If it's good enough for Warren, it's good enough for me. Because apparently everybody looks to him as, what they, what they call him? Um, they call him, not the guru, but um, something of Omaha. The Oracle of Omaha. That's the name they give him, the Oracle of Omaha. And if it's good enough for Warren, it's good enough for me. But anyway, Bancorp does increase its dividend payments to its shareholders. I Now, considering it's on Warren Buffett's list, I don't know exactly how many years consecutively they've increased it. But 
I've had it for a little while. Let's take a quick gander at my view of my trades. I bought it on the September 9th. So that was about a month ago. Okay, so I got 2,500 shares at 36.50. Now I sold someone the right to buy it from me at 33. And we're sitting at 32.48. All right, 32.50 just jumped up again. So we're 50 cents off of my target price. Not my target price, but the price I sold someone the right to buy it from me. Am I going to let it go for that price? Probably not. I'll keep an eye on it until Friday afternoon, see what happens. Verizon, last on my list. I got a lot of flack for buying Verizon the other day. Some people think that it's not worth it. And I'm saying, hey, they've been around for a while. They ain't going anywhere anytime soon. And they just do phone service. All right, so. Here we are with Verizon. 30 days ago, we're sitting at 34.09. Okay. We have a 30-day high four weeks ago at 34.38. You got your profit taking, and then it sideways just a smidge about a week or two ago. And we found a new bottom on Friday. Friday, this thing hits $30.14. It bounces back up. Higher high yesterday. And it opened up higher today. Actually, it gapped up today. Not a huge gap, but, but you know, higher is higher. And that's the way you look at it. So we're at 3151 at this moment in time. Now, I'm into Verizon at 3370. I gave somebody the right to buy it from me at 32, which is, you know, 50 cents away. Could it hit it? Probably. Is it going to? That I don't know. Because we're only into Tuesday. Anything can happen between now and close of business on Friday. But I'll keep my eye on it. Not a big deal. Now, that's everything we've gone over what I've uh, you know what I own and what I'm carrying. <clears throat> so we only have one more stock that's even worth looking at. Okay, we looked at KMI. We looked at BK. The only one we haven't looked at that is on my hundred year old company list is Clorox. Yes, Clorox is over 100 years old, and they've been increasing their dividends constantly. So let's take a look at the numbers. They get a $1.18 dividend coming out on the 25th or, or the 26th of October, somewhere in that area, okay, because every year they change. Um, all right, so Clorox is going to be paying out their dividend. So let's put it into the one-year chart, CLX. Take a quick gander at what it's been doing. So a year ago today, we're looking at 125.66. Okay, this thing from that point a year ago, she jumps up to a trading range, 139 to 149, and went sideways for about mm, three or four months. Then she gaps up. In end, of, end of January, okay? Now, he had this gap between 144 and 150, okay? Now, that gap did fill, but didn't fill until September, okay? We have our high of the year at 178.21. From there, you get your profit taken, go sideways again. Now, for the last 30 days... We got a 30-day high 30 days ago at 155.41.
Now, here's the part that is extremely, extremely uncomfortable, and it's going to be very challenging for people to overlook this. 30 days ago, we have our 30-day high at 155.41. Now, we have one, two, three, four, five up days. That's it. Five green days. Everything else is red. Everything. So she goes from a 30-day high of 155.41, finds a 30-day bottom at 119.56. Okay, we're sitting at 123.64 at this moment in time. Now, here's the part where people are going to get uncomfortable with. The fact that, let's put it into the big chart, um, CLX. You know, it's going to be really great when we actually start having the podcast being video podcast so you have an option of just listening or watching or watching and listening but <coughs> when you're actually watching what i am doing it's easier to comprehend exactly what's happening okay so we're looking at the year chart and we're seeing all this activity okay you high 178.21 low at 119.56 blah 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 this thing basically went sideways from 140 to 160 it just went sideways for the whole year. All right. That being said, let's take a look at the seasonality chart. If you don't know what seasonality chart, it gives you an idea of how the stock reacts on a continuous basis. Now, let me ask you a question. And I'm pretty sure 95% of you do not know the answer to this question. And let me just, you know, preface the question. I don't know the answer to the question. Okay? <clears throat> Here is the question. Clorox has been in business for over 100 years. Besides Clorox, you know, I'm talking about the bleach, the Clorox bleach. What else does the company make? Okay, so that's the question. What does Clorox actually make other than Clorox bleach and you know the Clorox wipes whatever the, okay do they they don't make car tires they don't make tablets they don't make notebooks they don't make pens pencils erasers tissue paper they don't make anything other than Clorox cleaning products year after year after year same thing same product over and over and over again so what am I getting at basically getting at the only thing that changes about the Clorox company are the seasons. Now, do you do a lot of cleaning in the spring, summer, winter, or fall? And when you do, when do you go out and buy your Clorox? Well, you got your spring cleaning. And if you take a look at the seasonality chart, you'll see the beginning of February, the stock has a tendency to move up right up until the middle of April. I don't know about you, but that pretty much is spring. Okay? So you get your spring cleaning done. What happens then? Well, you put your cleaning supplies away and you just do nothing for the rest of the, uh, what do you call it? For the rest of the spring or going into summer. So what happens to the stock? Well, it basically dips a little bit and goes sideways. Now, here's another one. It jumps up again in the end of um, June. Okay, so what usually happens at the end of June? Well, historically speaking, children are home from school for the summer. 
So there's more cleaning supplies you're going to need to get the house cleaned and prepped for the children to be home for the summer. Okay, there's another spike in the price between the third week of June to the beginning of July. And what usually happens in July? People are going on vacation. They don't do a whole heck of a lot of cleaning on vacation. So what happens to the stock price? It goes sideways. Now, right around the end of August to middle of September, the stock price goes down. Okay, so normally, hypothetically speaking, what happens in that time frame? Oh, kids go back to school, kids go to college. Do people do a lot of cleaning back then? No, they don't. Okay, so now, we're into October. The holiday season, the beginning of October, initiates the holiday season. So what happens in the holiday season? People come to visit. Um, and you, you, you know, you're getting back to normal because the kids are in school, everything's situated there, and now you're at home trying to figure out what to do. Okay, well, let's clean up the place. So what happens with Clorox? Clorox shoots up from the beginning of October all the way to uh, a week or two before Christmas. Who the hell does cleaning at Christmas? Nobody does. So stock levels out again. So by looking at Clorox and cleaning habits, because, you know, hey, growing up, I saw how my mother did it. Um, as a parent with young children, I noticed how me and my wife did it. Now, as a grandparent, I'm noticing how my kids are doing basically the exact same thing. And the chart, the seasonality chart, which is 10 years of data spread out, you know, and I'm looking at the 10 years of data, and it's basically the way me, my friends, and everybody I know, mothers, grandmothers, had run their household. So you get your spring cleaning. Why are you Clorox? Kids going back to school. Buy some Clorox. Okay? Um, you know, just before the holiday season. Let's freaking clean up. So the, the seasonality chart is almost dead on for, you know, normal people doing their cleaning. So anyway, needless to say, what I was getting at is all the red showing on the 30-day chart is perfectly explainable when you look at the seasonality chart because at this time of year we're at a dead low for the seasonality and from this point which is actually the beginning of october you know all the way up until just before christmas this thing just shoots up nice continue it looks like a 45 percent grade if you know anything about um, <clears throat> angles, if it's perfectly flat, that's zero degrees. If it goes perfectly straight up, I'm talking perfectly straight up, you know, down is down, you know, that's zero. Straight up is 90 degrees. Straight up is 90 degrees, perfectly flat is zero. So between the two, 45 degree angle is a nice incline to the upside which is exactly what the seasonality chart is. So if you're looking at it and say, Clorox is at an all, almost an all-time low. Yeah, because historically speaking, this is exactly where it's supposed to be. But here's the thing. Today, so you have your new low at 119, and that was on Thursday. Friday was um, at a higher high and a higher low. That's good. Monday, not quite. Um, a lower high and a lower low. But today, she's higher high, sorry, a higher low, but not a higher high yet. So we're sitting at 124.19. Okay, great. 
and everything is pointing to the upside for Clorox. Now, when I say everything, I'm talking your yearly chart. Let's open it up again. And let's take a look. Okay. So, exactly a year ago today, if you look at the chart, a year ago today, we're at 125.17. And what did it do between um, October 10th to end of December? She went up. She went from, where was it? All right. The low at 124, that was 10.10.22 last year. Okay. And then from 124.53 towards the end of December or the second week of December, just like I told you, she's at 152. That's a nice incline, exactly what the seasonality chart shows. Okay, so last year's chart for 2022 until where we are now, it's basically the exact same as what the seasonality chart is doing. And that's one of the great things about seasonality and companies that do the exact same thing over and over and over again. Coca-Cola, Pepsi. Um, hold on a second. Uh, Visa, MasterCard, you know, certain companies who do the exact same thing over and over again. You're going to see changes in the stock prices directly related to the calendar. So year after year after year, the movements are almost the same. And that's what the seasonality chart is great for. So as I was saying, we're at 124.27 at this moment in time. Let's take a look at the trade grid for CLX. There we go. At the money, at this moment in time, the 124.45 or 124.40, the 124 is going for a buck 45. So um, you're getting a buck out of that. I'll definitely go with the 125s because you're getting a buck out of that. Because <clears throat> if you take a look at the bid, you add the bid, which is what you're going to get if you sell premium. So if I buy 100 shares at 120, at 124.55, and I sell someone the right to buy it from me. I take the 124 strike price and I add the premium to it, which is a buck sixty. So my effective sale price would be 125.60, which is a dollar ten profit. Okay, so let's say hypothetically I buy it at the money at 124.51, and I sell someone the right to buy it from me at 125. Granted, the stock has to go up, but she is at a low, the year low. So there's a good possibility they could go up, and seasonality says that it should be going up in the next two or three months. You know, from this is the low point. It has nothing, nothing, to, nowhere to go but up. So at the 125, we add the premium of a buck 15, and my effective sale price would be 126. 15. So the numbers are pointing to buying it at the market, 124.55, and selling the 125 strike price for a buck 15. Granted, it's not 1%, but you have the difference between the strike price of 125 and the ask price of 124.55, which is another 45 cents. You add another 45 cents onto that 115 now you're up to 160 okay and that's well over one percent needless to say clorox clx was the last one on my list and that would be my pick for the day seasonality looks great but 
Why do I know? I'm just reading the numbers. Ooh, just for the fun of it, let's take a look and analyze what CLX book value is. <clears throat> All right, that kind of sucks. $2.60. <laughs> but it's Clorox. Everybody has Clorox in their house somewhere. All right. Anyway, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And... Have a great day.